Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It is 10.29. Great to have your company on Easter Monday. Mick Gearan, happy Easter to you, great man. I hope you had a good weekend and you've got a big show coming up. We sure have, Luke. Hope you had a good Easter too and enjoyed a wonderful second day of the championships. Welcome to the Harness Racing segment on your Easter Monday. If you're travelling today, drive safe. If you're betting, do so responsibly. And we'll try to keep you uh, updated on the harness racing things going on. One of the big things is not going to be in New South Wales. It's going to be for Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs because they are taking their Inter-Dominion Trotting Champion, Just Believe, to Sweden. Yes, it's a long way to go. The Elite Loppet is the last Sunday in May, one of the great trotting races in the world, and Just Believe has been confirmed overnight as extended an invitation to do so that has been accepted. And Just Believe, who's raced in Sydney and Melbourne, of course, a lot over the last year, is off to Sweden. Greg Sugars is actually in New Zealand. He's preparing for a million-dollar race on Friday night. We'll discuss that in a little bit of time. But Greg, as you join us now, congratulations to you and to Jess and the connections of Just Believe. This must be tremendously exciting to be taking on some of the world's best horses uh, in late May. Yeah, thanks very much, Mick. Um, no, it certainly is. Uh, gone through a wide range of emotions and um, since hearing the news. And yeah, it's it, it's obviously extremely exciting, but uh, quite a daunting task as well. So it's certainly, uh, you know, logistically a bit of a challenge and something we've obviously never experienced anything like that before. And obviously to go there and uh, if that all goes well, the travel side of things to take on the some of the best horses in the world um, obviously is not an, not an easy thing to do. So um, to say it's a challenge is an understatement, but it's a challenge that we were well and truly looking forward to. Just some context for those people who don't follow the harness racing or haven't heard of the Elite Loppet. It's held in Solvala, a racetrack on the outskirts of Stockholm, which is a magnificent city. There are two races for heats, so much like the Great Southern Star, which just believe one this year. Heats are run during the day. It's a day meeting on a Sunday. Then the best eight horses compete in the final later that day. There's trotters from the US, from Scandinavia, and from France, and on occasions, Italy. So that sums up what's ahead of you, Greg, but you somehow have to get your little horse from Victoria to Stockholm. How do you do that? I know you take a plane, but where does it go to? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the uh, specific route, but um, obviously, yeah, he'll take off um, here in a plane, and um, there's there's a couple of stops along the way um, before he ends up in uh, in Germany, I think, and then he'll have to board a truck um, and then make his way across onto a ferry um, and then onto another truck um, to finally make his uh, final uh, destination um uh, at Stockholm, and uh, yeah, it's about a 60-hour transit for the horse. So, as I say, that um, that that in itself is is a hell of a challenge, and um, you know the, the that is a you know obviously a real potential problem if the horse doesn't handle that trip or something goes wrong in that meantime. Um, 
it doesn't give you a great deal of time up our sleeve um, to sort of recover from that. So that's certainly the first major challenge. And, um, you know, I think it's hard enough for, for humans to be traveling that far and, uh, and making that trip. Um, so, yeah, it's certainly a potentially a stressful um, time for the horses. But um, the people at IRT are obviously professionals at what they do and they know, know what they're doing. So I'm sure we're going to be in very, uh, very good, capable hands. How does he travel? Uh, really well, um, generally speaking, is he's, he's, he's such a professional horse in basically all aspects of life. Um, you know, and he's obviously travelled to the races numerous occasions with us, and he doesn't bat an eyelid in a few interstate trips. And um, yeah, he settles in wherever he goes. As long as you put a feed and, and some water in front of him, he's a, he's a pretty happy fella. So, um, but yeah, having said that, he he's never obviously undertook a a um, an experience like he's he's about to do but um you know we're pretty happy that all his uh, uh mannerisms sort of suggest that um if anyone's going to handle it um it's him how did this come about greg because uh, it's one thing to go to be the most improved trotter in australasia the inter-dominion champion of the great southern star winner it's quite another thing to take on the best horses in the world um how did this happen um, yeah, look, it's been a bit of a whirlwind sort of last, I suppose, last nine months or so um, since we've had this horse in our care. And he's always been a, you know, a quite a promising sort of horse as he made his way through the grades previously. And um, yeah, anyway, I think we just sort of were in the right place at the right time when they were looking for a new trainer and, and took over this horse here about nine months ago and put him into our routine. And obviously he's uh, yeah progressed through into open company very quickly and um, you know, taken out some very very prestigious races and done it quite well. So, um, yeah, a couple four time Group One winner now, and to do that in a relatively short period of time, it uh, you know you don't get a lot of horses that enter your stable uh, that are that are capable of doing that. And um, yeah, that's so that's what he's done, which has obviously put his uh, name up in headlights and attracted the attention from uh, the racing crew in Solvala and um, they obviously keep a rest of um, you know the feature trotting races right across the world and try to assemble the best uh, best uh, field that they can for the elite lot and um, yeah like I said thankfully um, we were uh, we were high profile enough that they've um, issued this invitation and here we are. The horse is owned I believe by a Cranbourne Harness Racing Club syndicate so are most of them going to be jumping on a plane to, to Sweden because it's no small deal. It's 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 not crossing the Tasman. This is this is proper proper trip of a lifetime stuff. Absolutely. No, well, he's actually raced um, on lease. He's owned by uh, Pat Driscoll at Yabby Dam Farms, and and Pat you know leases a lot of horses out to a lot of different people. So he's leased uh, to the Iona Trotter Syndicate, which um, has twenty seven members in it, and um, already I think fourteen of those are, are already booked. Uh, flights and accommodation ready to go to Sweden. So um, they're a very uh, passionate group of, of owners, uh, not only with this fella, but with all their horses. They, they're they very rarely, uh, one of their horses goes around at any race meeting with uh, without a few representatives from the group there. And um, and they sort of make their presence felt too. They uh, get very excited and cheer very passionately for their horse. So um, really pleased that, um, you know, a, a vast majority of the group are going to make a make the trip across and um yeah i know uh 
uh, it's a hell of a crowd um, there that gets assembled uh, on Elite Lop Day, but um, I'm sure they'll have their presence felt. What do you know about Sweden, apart from the fact that it's on the other side of the world and most people from this part of the world couldn't find it on a map if they tried? It, it's, uh, what is Greg Sugars and, and your wife, Jess Tubbs? What's your total knowledge of Sweden and Swedish harness racing? Yeah, no, very, very limited, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. that might be the answer to that question. <laughs> we've, uh, we've tuned into uh, the Elite Loft, obviously, over recent years and are in awe of the crowd and, and everything and the way they go. And obviously, uh, their participants uh, seem to be treated like rock stars and, you know, the media that gather around the, the winners after the race, it just, uh, it really seems seems like it's next level to anything we have anywhere in this uh, this part of the world. So, um, yeah, apart from that, um, yeah, we're going to have to do a bit of Google research, I think, <laughs> and, and find out what we're in for. You've got a couple of mates who have been to that part of the world. Um, obviously, Anthony Butt has campaigned Lyle Creek up there. So I would presume Chris, Chris Lang's obviously been there with Sundon's Way. I'd presume there'll be no, no shortage of help and advice, and the Swedes are incredibly helpful themselves. But it is really is a trip into the unknown. I mean, you are going somewhere with Jess and the horse where uh, I suppose you're going to end up in some situations where you're going to need to be very fluid in your thinking. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, um, as I say, it's, it's such uncharted territory for us to make such a massive trip. But, um, yeah, as you say, we'll be doing it together. So, obviously, we'll have to think on our feet if any problems arise. But... Um, you know, quite a few people have been very supportive, just even in the very early stages now, um, to lend uh, lend lend help if we need it. And um, as you say, there's a few people, um, Aussies and Kiwis, that have done the trip in the, in recent years. So I'm uh, I've already uh, sort of asked a few questions, but I'll certainly be uh, uh, gathering as much information from those guys. Um, you know, before we actually make the trip and make sure we're uh, as well prepared as, as what we possibly can be. But uh, one thing, um, everyone that has been there before, um, they all have in common with their advice is um, you're going to love it, you got to do it. If you don't, you'll regret it. So uh, from that point of view, we're, um, we're extremely happy to, uh, to be given this opportunity. Both you and your partner just come from harness racing families. Both have famous fathers who are very good at the job as well. Is it a case that, as you mentioned, you'll regret it and it'll be great experience and to a degree, as long as the horse races well and is healthy and gets home safe, any stake money, any wins, anything like that are bonuses? Oh, 100%. Um, I don't think you can sort of uh, entertain a trip like this um, for financial reasons only. You've got to uh, um, sort of look at it for what it is and, and, and enjoy the experience more than anything. And um, if that ends up, you know, you come out on the wrong side of the ledger financially because of it, well, so be it. I think you'll will gather uh, more in the way of experience and knowledge and, you know, friendship and, and memories and things like that that you probably can't put a price on that... Uh, that you'll, um, you know, you'll never forget for the rest of your life. Um, that's certainly the way that Jess and I are approaching it. Um, and, you know, we're, we're extremely grateful, as I say, to be, to be given the opportunity. And I'm sure it's, a, you know, the stories and memories with, with this trip will create for us is something we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about at dinner parties for many, many years to come. So, um, you know, if we have to happen to pick up a few dollars along the way somewhere, whether it be in the Elite Lop or um, maybe another race or two afterwards, if, the horse is well and 
and healthy and, and we stay on a bit longer, well, that's obviously going to be a massive uh, bonus. But, um, but um, yeah, exactly the uh, the financial um, uh, impact on us um, is certainly probably secondary to um, the experience itself. You're going to love it. I've been to seven elite lops. It's an incredible experience. It's a wonderful place. It's obviously a very interesting country to go to, but... Yeah, it, it's, it's beautiful. Stockholm's a wonderful place, mate. So congratulations to you and Jess and the owners. Um, you are globe-trotting, Greg, at the moment because you're actually in New Zealand and in Auckland and you're preparing for a race at Cambridge on Friday night. The race by Grins. It's a million dollars. It's a slot race. You guys have two in the race, Better Eclipse and Triple Eight. The barrier draw for the race by Grins will be at 4pm Sydney time, if you're listening to this in Sydney. So 4 o'clock this afternoon. What sort of chance do you give yourself against Copy That, Self Assured, Akuta, Old Town Road? Um, I think it's a really even and competitive race. Are your chances determined by the barrier draw or because neither Triple Weight or Better Eclipse tend to be natural leaders, uh, is the barrier draw not as important for you, Greg? No, it's certainly not. Um, and probably one way of looking at it is it's not so much about us drawing well. It's about um, probably the ma- our main dangers not drawing well is, is probably the way we have to look at it. Um, both horses are sort of uh, best-driven um, following speed. And, um, you know, it's a, this race is assembled quite an even field I think of very talented horses but um, no one horse is unbeatable and um, yeah I think both of our fellas are in um, you know very good form and and have travelled across in very good order Um, they obviously need a bit of good fortune to go their way to say they're capable of winning this race but I have no doubt either one of them if they um, get the right run that's required um, they're certainly capable of um, finishing right there with anyone um, in this field, um, just a matter of uh, getting the right trip on the right night. You're driving better Eclipse. Chris Alford is driving Triple Eight. Um, you'll be up against Tony Hurley, Mark Purden, um, Ben Butcher, David Butcher, sorry, Zach Butcher and David Butcher. It really is an amazing compilation of drivers. You would fear to say a lot of the legends of, uh, of Victorian and New Zealand harness racing are going to be there. So that in itself will be a wonderful challenge and a great experience to be part of. Yeah, spot on, spot on. No, I love, uh, obviously, it's, you know, one of the main reasons we're, we're in this game um, is to, you know, compete at a high level. And it's not only against good horses competing against each other, but um, the, these household names, as far as the training and driving ranks go, all assembling together. And, it, you know, it, 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 it makes for great racing and it's always great to be a part of it no matter where it is. So, um, yeah, from a personal point of view, our stable to have two representatives in a race like this is a real feather in our cap um, and something that it's not it's not lost on us how important it is and um, how, how, how much of an honour it is to be a part of it. So, um, again, something that we're um, extremely grateful for. We've been, uh, we've been very lucky in recent times to have a handy enough team um, to, to travel into some feature races and um, to, you know to get asked to be to compete in races like this and then again to the elite lock is um, is really a dream come true for us. The stable's been through an amazing last eighteen months with all the victories you've been getting and, and these amazing new challenges ahead. 
But sometimes something close to home can be very fun. You won two races yesterday. Jess is the official trainer of the team, of course, your wife. But AG's White Sox, who's now nine and has been everywhere, won the Warrigal Pacing Bowl Cup yesterday. Uh, for Bailey McDonough, who drives really well, he's doing the the the, uh, the full and driving when you're away. He must be a lovely old horse, AG's White Sox. Like he's been absolutely everywhere, and he's still turning up for work on a Sunday afternoon, age nine. Yeah, incredible horse. Um, you know, he's had his few ups and downs along the way, and had a few problems along along the journey. And uh, yeah, he arrived uh, to us um, uh, basically late last year or early this year. Um, sort of unknown whether he had much of a racing future ahead. Um, yeah, connections over here sort of said, "Well, just see how you go. If he's uh, if he's past it, we'll we'll look to retire him and um, and give him the appropriate uh, retirement because um, he's been such a wonderful horse. But uh, if we can sort of get him back to racing, we'll see how we go. And um, yeah, thankfully um, for us, that that's sort of how it's how it's um, eventuated. He's uh, sort of rejuvenated himself and. Uh, is, um, you know, he's got a few few years on the clock now, but he's certainly uh, not racing like an old tired horse at the moment. So he's, uh, I think, he's put together three three wins from his last uh, maybe four or five starts, and 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 done them quite well too. So a real character of a horse to have around the place. Um, great group of people that uh, that are, that own him, and um, you know, we've uh, we've learned a lot from him and from them from their uh, time with us. So um, he's been a great asset to our stable. Mate, it's an amazing time in your life, in your career. Um, congratulations on everything you and Jess are able to do because it's, it's been a, a whirlwind time. Um, mate, good luck, not only for the race by Grins, which is coming off on Friday night. For, for those listening on the Eastern Seaboard, that'll be around 7 o'clock Melbourne and Sydney time Friday night. That'll be on Sky Sport 1. But... Uh, also, good luck, Greg, for what lies ahead heading to Sweden. It's going to be an incredible trip. I know it's a cliche, it's a trip of a lifetime, but very few horse trainers in the world do what you're about to embark on and, and do, mate. So we appreciate your time on Sky Sport Radio, and you're going to be a great ambassador for Australia offshore because um, you're exactly the sort of people they need flying the Australian flag, mate. Uh, I'll see you at Cambridge on Friday night. No worries at all, Mick. Thank you very much. Greg Sugars, who, along with his wife, Jess Tubbs, have been invited with their little trotter, Just Believe, to the Elite Loppet the last Sunday in May. Uh, it really is a freaky day. It's a, they get 20,000 people at Solvala. The flags are flying. It's, it's an incredible experience, and it will be covered, I'm sure, on Sky Television, so Sky Racing Channel, um, and there'll be more talk about it, and we'll try and get hold of Greg and Sweden closer to time. But a wonderful honour for them, for the Inter-Dominion champion uh, heading to Sweden. And before then, the race by Grins, the million-dollar slot race out of New Zealand, around about 7 o'clock Melbourne and Sydney time this Friday with those two Australian representatives. We'll talk more about that on Finding Winners here on Sky Sport Radio on Friday. For now, we need to try and find you a winner today. It's Narrabri is racing today. They have the seven harness races on there. It's Cup Day. So it's our only New South Wales harness racing meeting. And driving there is one of the young stars of New South Wales harness racing and Tom Ison. He's been good enough to join us this morning. Hi, Tom. Thank you for taking the time, mate. No worries, Nick. Thanks for getting me on. 
Tom, we need a winner, brother. It's an expensive time of year, Easter. People will be eating too much. We'll be spending money doing all sorts of socialising things. We need you to help us out. So let's go through your drives today. And the first on the card, first race goes at 12.14. You're driving Yellow Taxi. You've got a second line draw, but it looks a field he'll be competitive in. Okay, we might have just lost Tom there. Our apologies if we have. We'll try, we'll try and get him back. Sorry, Tom, are you with us, mate? Okay, we may have just had a slight communications problem, and of course we realise that all our trainers and drivers, and of course our jockeys who work with us here on Sky Sport Radio often, um, are on the way to the races, which Tom is today. Hi, Tom. Sorry to have a few technical issues there. Are you back with us? I'm back with you, Mick. Yeah, sorry, hey. I um, I don't think your reception is too good out here at Narrabri. Well, in that case, mate, we'll, we'll make it quick. First on the card, you've got Yellow Taxi. What sort of chance are you winning the first today? Mate, I think I think he's a real good chance. You know, I think um, oh, hopefully there's a bit of speed on there early, and I think our um, our main dangers are sort of the two beside us on the back line as well. So hopefully they go pretty hard early, and he hopefully just feel we're going to be too strong late. Another second line draw for you in the second on the card at 12.54, Faisal, um, one on the second line. I'm sure you've done your homework. Um, you're following at a roughie, so what sort of run through do you expect to get? Yeah, we're sort of hoping to just get a sort of handy run there. Um, yeah, she's sort of back in grade now, and she's probably getting back to where she should be after a bit of a let-up. Um, but, yeah, I think she's, she's a pretty good chance today as well. One you train yourself, and you've only just started your training career as country major in race three. Uh, good enough draw, looks a decent enough horse, and I thought the one would be the danger. Yeah, you're right. Um, the one, I think it does go well. It's um, one of the words, and it's, it's probably our main danger. But I think um, my bloke, he's been going really well, and he's got the gate speed to probably get across and lead there. And He led up last week, and he was really well. Um, he was good again Thursday. But yeah, I think today's sort of it's probably the lesser race than it was on Thursday. And I think if he leads today, he should should get a pretty cheap second quarter, and hopefully we can get home from there. Right on the fourth on the card, you're driving Balboa Shannon, who's a long shot. But there's a lot of Isons in this race. So just to give us some clarity around who all these people are, you're driving for Andrew Ison. Also driving in the races, Molly Ison and Sam Ison. I presume you're related. Yeah, so um, dad, dad, that's Andy, and Sam is the brother, and Molly, that's her little sister. She's only just starting out and making it happen, but I think I'd give her a better draw today. She's driving the other horse out of the one gate, and I think he's a good chance. But um, my bloke, he should run a good race. Hopefully, there's a bit of speed on, and hopefully, we might come home and earn some money there, I think, late, but we'll just have to see what happens. Okay, well, good luck to Molly. She's had the three career wins, and... I'm sure she'll be giving you a hard time if your little sister beats you in the fourth on the card. Um, she's not going round in race five, and you are. You're driving our sweet royale. Gee, you've done something to upset a few people out that way because you've got second-line barrier draws almost all day. Yeah, I, I think that's what happens when you, you, know, you sort of get a bit of success with a few of them and then they call the races on dollars or something and you sort of you always end up drawing bad. But No, I think our sweet royale's a good chance too. It's just got a few... I think sort of minor problems that Mr. Mavitt's been 
sorting out with it. Um, it just does a bit wrong, Ken Gallup and that. But no, I think it's pretty it's pretty short in the betting as well. First time driving it, so we'll just see how we go there. We'll chuck you back on the front line. Um, you're in the last on the card, the Santos Cup final. It's one of the features of the day. It's a really good race. It's 15,500. A horseshoe train, our Auntie Ash, is into barrier two. And one of your dad's horses, Over the Moon, is at barrier one. So I'm ticking you know Over the Moon. Um, <coughs> Sam and Molly are having a go around here as well. So you know for a lot of horses in this race. Do you think you can cross early? and dominate the Santos Cup? Um, I'd like to. Um, I'm not sure. I think the, the four-horse drawn down my outside had a really good gate speed, but it didn't finish this race off there really well um, the other day. But I think we'll just sort of see what happens there because I know our one horse, he likes to lead as well. So um, I wouldn't be upset if we just sort of take a sit there on our only ash. She's, she's been really good with a sit, um, and that's why she sort of, I think she likes the race as well. So... I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of more worried about the other two we've got in the race, the Racing Paula and Metallica Man, I think they'll come home really well late, so I think they're both good chances in that as well, but you know, I think we've sort of got a couple of draws there and a couple of the right horses, and hopefully we're getting the cash in the end of it. All right, Tom, the people are having a bit on Monday afternoon, and they're listening to this, and they think, hey, this guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. What's your best chance of tipping us a winner today? What's the horse we should be jumping on? I like Country Major. I think he's the best bet of the day. Okay, Country Major for Tom Ison. Uh, mate, pass on our best wishes to your young sister Molly, who's starting out. Well, she's only 16 or 17, isn't she, Tom? Yeah, she's only 16. She's just started out and a bit of success, and she's, yeah, she's really loving it at the moment. Mate, that's wonderful. It's a great to see another new name in the game, mate. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, and you're yeah, looking forward to seeing the Ison tribe attack Narrabri today. No worries, Nick. Thanks for having me on, mate. Okay, best of the day for Tom Ison. This is Narrabri, which is our harness racing meeting in New South Wales today. First race, 12-14. Uh, Tom's best race, three, number three, country major. So race three, number three at Narrabri. Um, we had a massive meeting, of course, at Wagga on Saturday night. It was the Riverina Champions Finals. And we had a couple of hundred thousand dollar races. We were hoping to get a hold of Jared Elchin, but unfortunately we can't get him today. And as I said, we do have a lot of horse racing people who live in areas, which is hard to get hold of them on occasions. But just going back over that meeting from the weekend, we spoke yesterday um, to one of the successful Victorians who came down and raided the money in David Moran. So one of the hundred thousand dollar races and the Riverina Championships went to Victoria. The other one went to my ultimate Ronnie uh, for Jared Elcham. The son of Better's Delight was successful in the hands of Cameron Hart, and it was the boys' four- and five-year-old final. So we have a lot of shows this week. We might try and get hold of Jared to talk about that at another stage. But a very successful meeting at Wagga and the Riverina Championships meeting on Saturday. But... As we head back to Luke Marlowe, who also had a big Saturday. It was a massive day at the championships. Um, Luke, pretty cool for a horse to be going to Sweden. I mean, we see it occasionally with our horses going up to Ascot, but um, it's another leg. It's it's harder to get to Sweden than it is to get to London. And I've been up there seven times, Luke, and the elite loppet. I reckon I've been to most of the major race meetings in the world of both codes. It would be in the top ten. Not for quality 
of the experience. It's not Ascot. Most most things aren't Ascot, and most things aren't the Championships or the Melbourne Cup or the Kentucky Derby. But mate, they go absolutely bat nuts. Do the, do the, <laughs> the Swedes and and the Italians turn up and the French turn up and the Americans and they all have their flags and they carry on. It really is something special. And, um, anybody who's seen it uh, on Sky Television would have seen some of the great scenes and really outstanding. A good young fella and, G- and Greg Sugars and his wife, of course, Jess Tubbs, are heading there with a little horse who a year ago wouldn't have been ranked in the top five or ten in Australia, and now he's going to go up there and take on the best in the world. How good, mate. Uh, absolutely love that. You said the elite lop is in your top ten. What's your top three? It's funny, there's no particular day at Ascot which seems better than the others, but the Tuesday of Ascot, the opening day of Ascot, which is the, the race meeting last year when Nature Strip won, mm. and Bayed won the mile race. And to go to the Royal Enclosure on the first day of Ascot, you have to be a member. You, you, look, if I was, I'm a member at Ascot, I couldn't invite you. You can't invite your mates to come with you. You have to be a member to go. So wow. it's a very special day. It's sort of the launch of their summer season. And... And obviously the King Stand's a very important race to people in Australia because so much success. So I think that's pretty special. Um, Kentucky Derby's a really special day. I don't really understand the racing in North America, but when you go there, there's a lot of people there. It's like 110,000 people. And while America's got its issues, they do do pomp and ceremony and all that sort of stuff very well. And the Kentucky Derby is hyped off the face of the earth. And then obviously you have the Oaks the day before. So that's a really cool experience. And of course, it's in Kentucky where it is, it, it's real horse country. So when you get to Kentucky, you know you're in a horse racing part of the world. So they're two of the great ones. And, and to be honest, I still think, as much as it's changed a bit, I think the Australian big days are massive. Like Derby Day used to be really special to me. It doesn't feel quite as big as it used to be. Um, Melbourne Cup is obviously a very special experience and I think what Peter and the team in Australia have done in creating the championships I I was lucky enough to be there a couple of times as would have many of our listeners when Winks won and I think those days are really special so I think Australia can definitely hold its head up as as holding absolute world-class race days I would have thought that I would have said Derby Day Luke up until five years ago but I think now, having been to an Everest and having been to a Championships Day, I, I think they're all sort of on a par in different ways. So, I, I don't know. The way the, the way the machine's moving and the way it's going, Luke, I would say that Everest Day will eventually end up being Australia's biggest, most fun race day, and therefore it would easily move into the top five race days in the world. There's a couple I haven't been to. I've been to most of the big ones, but, yeah, I, I think... Australia can be incredibly proud and Sydney can be incredibly proud of building these new things because none of those things existed 10 years ago. Very well said, mate. Uh, We're very fortunate to be uh, living and enjoying racing here in Sydney. Great show as always. Have a good week. And, uh, mate, many winners to both of us. Yeah, just just on that, Luke, um, I'm on the show for the week because Brittany Graham is going to Perth. And the reason she's going to Perth is they have a million-dollar slot race also on Friday. So bizarrely, Harness Racing has $2 million slot races in Australasia on the same night. We'll cover those this week. So we have On The Pace on Wednesday morning, On The Pace on Thursday morning, and of course, as you know, finding winners on Friday. We are going to talk a lot about New South Wales, but we'll also try and talk about these million-dollar slot races because after we catch our breath after the championships, I'm sure some of the galloping people are thinking, well, 
how does this come about? So we'll try and explain that process to people, what horses are involved. There's Australian horses involved in the New Zealand race, there's New South Wales horses involved in the Perth race. We'll try and download that for some of our galloping and greyhound friends over the next four days here on Sky Sport Radio. Look forward to it and have a great day, Mick. Thanks, brother.